The following show is brought to you by our friends over at Vaden of Pooler and, of course, Grassy Roofing. Thank you for your continued support of Raider Athletics. Welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Devin Knight, Sports Information Director here at Savannah Christian Preparatory School, and we have a great show lined up for you today. We will hear from head football coach Baker Woodward on his thoughts on his team's big victory last week against Deerfield Windsor, and we will also have two interviews with JT Guard and Kendall Lines, two of our SCPS cross-country standouts. Now let's send it on over to our interview with head football coach Baker Woodward and get his thoughts on his team's big win last week in Albany. All right, and we are here on the Raider Nation podcast, and we are joined, of course, by head football coach Baker Woodward. Coach, how are you doing today? Good, Devin, man. Thanks for having us and looking forward to a new week of football. Awesome, sweet. Well, let's first talk about recapping last week. You guys come off of another big road win, uh, another long road trip for you guys. It, I know it wasn't wasn't just a quick hike up the road, but you guys were able to perform really, really well, um, leave all the Raider fans happy with a big win. Just talk a little bit about what your experience was like last week and, and what it meant to come away with the W. Yeah, absolutely. Got to go uh, to Albany and uh, tell you um, – there's a lot of work uh, months in advance on, you know, just setting an itinerary and uh, getting, uh, you know, lunch plan, pregame meals, all that stuff. And um, with that being said, you know, uh, everything went just as planned. I mean, everything, we were at each stop at the right time. The kids uh, did a great job um, on the trip and, and going home from the trip. The kids played great. Couldn't ask um, just for a better trip. And, you know, our, I can't thank our booster club enough. They feed all of us for our pregame meals and of course um you know they bought our meal uh in in albany and uh bought our lunch uh as well and so we just uh can't thank the booster club enough but everything about the trip to albany even though it was uh four hours away it went great and uh we we're able to come away with a big victory yeah can you just speak to that a little bit about how you know this year's a bit of a shift we don't play as many um closer away games this year as, as we did in years past so when, when you have to shift and, and travel these long distances to play some of these making schools and some of the, you know, other schools we do end up having to play this year because of GHSA things and whatnot, um, what goes into that kind of shift of mindset to be able to, you know, get your guys ready for long trip after long trip and still have them perform at a high level? Yeah, you know, sitting on an air-conditioned bus for four hours is, is tough and then to come out and warm up and then go play. So a lot of planning goes into it. I, I don't like um, them to be on the bus any longer than two hours. So, you know, we just, uh, you know, we usually go get on the road and travel at most maybe two hours and we stop and stretch our legs and, you know, we'll have a sandwich or something or some kind of meal, healthy meal planned, and then we'll get back on the bus and um, travel a little bit more and then, get to the next stop and, and eat the pregame meal, which we did last Friday. And then we started doing a walkthrough. And I even just, once they get all the bus, I make them walk around the parking lot and little things like that just to get, get them to wake up and be ready to go. But just a, a ton of planning goes into that. Um, usually in the summer, I lay out the itinerary. And then um, about a week or two in advance, I make sure I square everything off with with uh, just looking at Google Maps and traffic, et cetera, and just booking the buses and the uh, pregame meals, all that stuff. But, um, 
it went as planned. And of course, you know, we got to turn around. We, we're playing at home, thankfully, this week against Mount DeSales, but then we got to turn around in another another long road trip. Not as long as Albany, thankfully, but we're going to Macon to play First Presbyterian um, next Friday. So, you know, it takes a lot of planning, but it's just kind of the, the hand we were dealt with, um, you know, going private within the regions now and uh, having to schedule games. And these are games that we've had um, over the next three weeks will be region crossover games. They're not actual region games, but just crossover games to help fill our schedule because we had to get seven non-region games. And uh, that's very tough. Um, we had option of, you know, getting people like ECI or Scraven County, which were tough, but only other option was an Irwin County or a, even a Northside Warner Robins. <laughs> so yeah. it's tough when you don't have that many players on your team. But a lot goes into it. And our guys are, are doing a great job um, realizing that they're business trips and we got to get things accomplished, not just all fun and games. Awesome. Great. Well, talking about some performances on the field, um, yeah, like we said, a big win last Friday in Albany. Talk a little bit about who who's really stepped up early on this season. You know, Spencer Robichaud, our quarterback, has, has played well. George Futch, another explosive offense and defensive player. So talk a little bit about, you know, what – what those kind of veteran, you know, playmakers every week have been able to do to give you guys success early. But also talk a little bit about maybe somebody that has come up or, or someone that you've seen that's really made a big jump from last year, this year, that's added a little extra to the arsenal um, that you guys have for this season. Yeah, it, it, it all starts with, you know, our, our line of scrimmage. And, and, you know, all five guys have done a great job. We've been a little banged up this week, but – um. You know, Justin McGinnis and Garrett Perry, who are two captains on the offensive line, they've really stepped up. I mean, Garrett and Justin going both ways. Um, of course, they're veterans. You know about those guys. And, you know, Cole Burnson, Jeff Hudspeth, Jackson Mercer, James Stevens as, as a senior. He is – I mean, James Stevens just got a scholarship offer this week to, to Savannah State. And two years ago, he never even played, <laughs> played football. And so, those, those guys on – on the, you know, the front five ha have really stepped up and done a great job. But I tell you, you know, his name doesn't get mentioned that often, but the guy that had the probably the one of the toughest game, one of the best games he's had all year is uh, Carter Allen. You know, Carter Allen from his fullback position, he's also the one back back there in spread. And uh, we ran, uh, you know, some, some zone with him. We ran some uh, option stuff with him. And he had 14 carries the other night, and he probably had like 60 yards along with about, you know, 50 yards receiving. So he had over 100 all-purpose yards, three touchdowns. And, you know, he really worked hard in the offseason. Um, as you can see, he's not a tall guy by any means, but and his, his lower body is so strong. And uh, he carried a lot of different Windsor guys on Friday night. And, and the usual guys had good games. You know, Jordan Hoffman has been doing great blocking for us. And he's a threat at the tight end position. He caught a few passes Friday night. And, George Fudge didn't get in the end zone this week, but had 80 yards receiving and, um, you know, probably had eight or nine catches. And so he's still doing big things for us. And Hester, Jaden Hester, um, he only had four carries. It was a quiet night, didn't get in the end zone, had four carries for 80 yards. So, um, so he has a good average, but, you know, look for big things from him. He's just, he's easing back into it. As you know, uh, Tyler Penrose, has had a great uh, had a great season before he broke his leg, mm -hmm. and um, Hester was out with a broken hand, so Hester's back, and 
Um, you know, just look for big things out of him. He's going to start getting better each and every week. But, uh, you know, we, we had a great night Friday night. It's great to go on the road four hours away and then perform at a high level um, with not many penalties, um, not not only one turnover late from our junior varsity that got in there, but um, and then we caused two turnovers. So it was a good night for Raider football. And, you know, more importantly, we, we got back in one piece and safely um, back to uh, Chatham Parkway. Awesome. Well, this week heading into the Mount the Sales game, you know, it's a, it's a little bit different week this week here at FCPS. It's spirit week, and, you know, that makes – you know, the, the game on Friday against Mount DeSales, just a little different from usual. But while things may look different this week with all the students, you know, coming in costumes and having a little more uh, activities to do related to the football game and things like that, your guys' goals and your guys' processes don't really change. So just talk a little bit about the dynamic between, you know, this week is is spirit week. It's, it's a game where the student body may be a little extra invested, but – Again, it's, it's just another Friday night for you guys where you guys got to get a W. So talk a little about how that all plays in together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, this is, is spirit week for us. So the kids are out of uniform all week. It's, um, you know, there's still a lot of learning going on. I mean, at first period history, we aren't taking any days off. I'm <laughs> teaching first period history. So, um, and the teachers around campus, even though, you know, we may be teaching cowboys and we may be teaching – Disney characters and all the different uh, fun things with Spirit Week. Uh, the learning process is still going on in the classroom. The learning process is still going on on the athletic fields. And uh, that's the focus. I mean, you know, we have goals every week. Um, and But that number one goal for us, in, and I have to remind myself about it every single day, is, is to be the most resilient team whatever's going on around us good bad whatever we're going to be the most resilient team and know that you know whatever we do that god is with us and god is watching and we've got to perform our absolute best and uh, our guys have been focused pretty pretty well this week um despite you know uh, distractions with spirit week things like that but um they've been focused up and we had um really a great week of practice we were you know uh, it was a physical week of practice uh you know, with a, you know over two hours each day, except for this morning where we practice real quick. Um, but you know, it, it was a good week of practice. And yesterday, the heat kind of got us. I mean, it was the hottest it's yeah. been in weeks. Yesterday, I think it got up to ninety degrees, and it's supposed to be a heat index of ninety-seven. But you know, we just focused in and um, did all we can uh, to get better, to be the most resilient team. And uh, we hope we're going to be able to do that and prove that we're the most resilient team Friday night. All right, so. Last question. This Friday, Mount DeSales versus Savannah Christian at Pooler Stadium. What can the fans expect to see from Mount DeSales? You know, a team coming from a, a ways away that we might not be familiar with. And what are your keys to victory to get the Raiders to just keep up their momentum and start a new win streak on Friday night? Yeah, Mount DeSales, um, if, if you're not familiar with them, they're one of the top teams. Um, you know, they've had some really good teams over the past couple of years. Um, you know, made it deep into the playoffs, and they're right there in Macon, and there's a lot of talent in Macon in that area. And so they've got a lot of the talent at their school. Um, you know, uh, we're no stranger to this, but the team is a lot bigger than we are. Um, you know, they've got 65 players, uh, you know, very well-coached team, have a lot of athletes on the field, um, some guys on the defensive line and some guys inside linebacker that will eventually play 
on Saturday. So they have um, good athletes. They're fast, and they're a physical football team. And you know, what it's going to take from us to get, get the win Friday night is that we've got to um, make sure we limit our mistakes and we cannot have any turnovers offensively Friday night. We always preach to our guys about Raiders don't beat Raiders, and we can't do anything that where we, we beat ourselves, like fumbling the ball or getting too many um, penalties, et cetera. And, of course, defensively, we have to find a way to stop their run. Uh, number seven, their quarterback, is a very talented guy. Number nine is their their, their tailback. And number 34 is their fullback. And these guys um, can take it the distance at any point in the game. And so we've got to be disciplined in our, our defense. Um, they run some midline. They run some option game. And we've got to tackle our responsibilities. And when they go to spread us out, we've got to be able to tackle number seven, their quarterback. And um, so we we got to be prepared for that. And if we don't give up the big plays, if we make them drive the length of the field, we feel like they're going to make mistakes and we'll be able to capitalize on that. Offensively, you know, we got to have a big night from Spencer Robichaud. He's got to be on target. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's an exceptional player. Um, but he'll tell you, you know, he, he's been off a little bit. And, um, and so he's going to have to make sure that he's throwing accurate balls, get us in the right formation, um, make the right checks, and uh, just have a big night. And, of course, people like George Futch got to make big catches, make big plays. And if we're on top of, of the big plays and making the most explosive plays and not giving up explosive plays, then we got a good shot uh, to be victorious Friday night. Awesome. Well, Coach Woodward, thank you for joining us here on the Raider Nation podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, and it's a great day to be a Raider. And again, that was head football coach Baker Woodward giving us an inside look on all things Raider football after their big win last week in Albany. Now let's go ahead and send it over to our interview with Raider cross-country runner Kendall Lines. And this is the Raider Nation podcast, and we are joined by junior Kendall Lines. She's a runner for the Raider cross-country team. Kendall, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Devin. How are you? Doing good. All right, so you're off to a really good start this year. You've had great performances um, in all of your races. Just talk a little bit about what goes into making you prepared to run at such a high level when your off-season is basically the summer and, and you're not in school, you're not here to practice every single day. What do you do to make yourself ready to go day one of school and day one of cross-country? Um, usually on race days, I'll try and eat as much healthy food as I can and stay away from dairy products and stuff and just get in that mentality that I have to do good in this race and I know I can push myself if I really feel like I can do it. Awesome, sweet. Well, you come off two really good performances. You won both of the races for the girls that have been at SCPS these last couple weeks, um, the Stinger invite and the Raider invite. Just talk a little bit about what kind of advantage do you have uh, running here at home? What, what's sort of the home field advantage like in cross country um, that gives you just a leg up on the rest of the competition? Well, every day at practice we run the course and I get to know where the bad holes are and the roots are and I can work my way around it and I can figure out which way is the shortest around the curves and I have that advantage of everyone else because they haven't really practiced on it as much as we have. You know every single team 
here at SCPS does have, you know, a, a bit of a bond. But cross-country, it really seems like your guys' group is, is a really tight-knit group. Just talk a little bit about the team atmosphere of the cross-country team. What makes you guys so close? What makes you guys so special? What makes it so awesome to run cross-country here at SCPS? Well, I think a lot of it about the coach plays into it because Dee Dee is just such a good coach and she always from the get-go she has everyone get to know everybody and all of us have this one thing in common where we're running maybe not for the enjoyment but to do something with it and whether we're all running together we're all hurting together or we're all practicing and we can sympathize with each other at practice and stuff like that. Awesome. Well, cross country is one of those sports where it's, you know, it is a team sport, but it's also very individually based. How do you balance, you know, the fact that it it is really important what you do individually, but you also have a team that's that's counting on you and you're counting on your teammates? Well, before every race, all the girls get together and we pray and we'll always put one foot in the circle and stuff like that. But before every race, we'll all talk to each other and Usually when I'm done, I'll try and find other people that are still running and help them finish and stuff because I know it always helps when there's another person cheering for you when you're running. But it's like you're running by yourself, but when you finish, your points count together with the whole team. So you have to encourage each other. Like It may seem like you're doing this alone, but we're all in it together. Awesome. Well... You know, your season's starting to get closer and closer to the end for this season. You're having a great year so far, like we've already mentioned. So what would be your ideal way to finish up the 2020 cross-country season? What are some goals you have maybe for yourself and for the team? And where do you guys, where do you see yourself ending up at the end of the season? One of my personal goals is for the state meet in Carrollton, Georgia, to place in the top ten because I made this goal last year, but the course was very hilly and it was really intimidating for me. But this year I'm trying to get into the mindset that I can go where I want to go if I tell myself I can. But like a per another personal goal is to PR again and break my record again as many times as I can so that I can really just, even if it's just by one second, I want to just put that in the books that I did it again. That's great. Well, Kendall, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, and thank you for joining us here on the Raider Nation podcast. And again, we want to thank Kendall for taking time out of her day to join us here on the Raider Nation podcast. Now we're going to go ahead and send it on over to our interview with boys cross-country runner J.T. Guard. All right, and this is the Raider Nation podcast, and we are joined by sophomore JT Guard. JT, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Doing good. All right, so you're coming off some really impressive performances for the cross-country team. You've had a great year so far. Uh, what do you think goes in? How do you prepare for the season to where you're able to start so strong and really just be you know, in great form and in great shape uh, you know, early on in the year um, when the season starts? Uh, I've got to definitely contribute that a lot to uh, Didi or Coach Coulter, who got us out there during the summer doing workouts, doing the hard ones, doing the easy ones, never really slacking. 
Awesome. Sweet. So you guys just ran a couple races here um, at Savannah Christian, and you were able to win both of them. What kind of advantage do you get running your home course versus some of the other courses that, you know, was able to give you that edge on the rest of the competition where you were able to come out on top? I would definitely say um, besides, like, terrain, like, uh, the day before we kind of, like, walked the course, and we noticed that, like, a lot of the routes were on the left. So we tried to go to the right during the race. Besides that, I would really have to say um, the Raider families that came out to the home meets, that really helps encourage us. You guys have almost like no other team here at Savannah Christian, a a really next-level family atmosphere. You know, you do kind of have that with other teams, but the cross-country runners, you do a lot during the off-season together, and it's a really tight-knit group. How does that help uh, prepare you guys to have a good season? And how does that just make the environment of the cross-country team, you know, something that a lot of people want to be a part of? Well, all the, uh, like, parents, both the girls and the boys, really supportive after the race is coming up to you asking, hey, how'd you do? Hey, you feeling good? Because after the race is definitely sometimes not feeling well. Um, But just the parents there that just – really care about each every single runner not just their son or daughter and how they do you know cross-country season you guys are slowly getting towards the end of it what are your expectations what are your goals um for you individually and as a team what are you guys hoping uh to finish out the season with uh where where do you guys see yourself at the end of the year um we're definitely trying to hope for number one spot of area and we've had some tough races not getting the results we want that would lead us to that. But I think that with the uh, few weeks remaining and conditioning that we can do in that and practice, that we might be able to achieve that. And then individually, I'd like to get maybe first at the area meet and maybe top 10 at state. But overall, I really want to improve my time at the state course. Awesome, sweet. And really quick before you go, let's just ask you, you know, a preview on this soccer season. You know, we'll probably be talking to you more in the spring, but uh, you do play soccer for the Raiders. Uh, Just give us a little bit, you know, what's going on in your mind about what we can expect uh, for this soccer season from you and the rest of the team. Uh, You can expect uh, a lot less goals this year than last year. Uh, (laughs) I'll be probably changing positions from striker to goalkeeper this year and hoping to do well in that position. Awesome, sweet. Well, JT, thank you for joining us here on the Raider Nation podcast. Thank you. And that'll do it for this week's edition of the Raider Nation podcast. We want to thank all of our guests again for joining us this week. Coach Baker Woodward, Kendall Lines, and JT Gard. We want to thank our sponsors again as well, Grassy Roofing and Vaden of Pooler. And we want to remind you that you can get all of your SCPS Athletics information by following us on social media at SCPS Athletics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.